Support for the WSHU podcast Off the Path comes from Webster Private Bank with personalized wealth management services to help clients move forward confidently. WebsterBank.com slash private banking, member FDIC. And from Au Pair in America, cultural exchange child care for more than 30 years. AuPairInAmerica.com. The 1964 movie The Horror of Party Beach has been called one of the worst films of all time. And yet, it's become a cult classic. It was filmed on a beach in Stamford, Connecticut. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio, a podcast about off-the-radar stories from New York to Boston. I'm Davis Donovan, and I'm a connoisseur of movies that are so bad they're good. Like the 1950s B-movie Plan 9 from Outer Space, where aliens resurrect zombies. Ah, yes. Plan 9 deals with the resurrection of the dead. Brought to a simulated life by our electrode guns. Another is the horror of Party Beach. It's about undersea fish monsters brought to life by ocean pollution. They might also be zombies. It's not clear. The monsters terrorize teenage beachgoers in Stamford. Terror strikes from the bottom of the sea. An invasion of ghoulish atomic beasts who live off human blood. And often through the film, a little-known surf band called the Del Airs play live music during the beach parties. The film billed itself as the first horror monster musical, although it's debatable if it can even be called a musical. And I've always loved its wonderfully goofy dialogue, like this conversation between two random characters. Do you believe that kissing is unhealthy? I don't know. I've never been... You've never been kissed? No, I've never been sick. Here's the plot. A free-spirited girl named Tina gets killed off about 20 minutes into the film. Her grief-stricken science student boyfriend and his professor set out to defeat the monsters. The scientists discover the monster's weakness, salt. Never mind the fact these monsters came from the ocean. The movie's climax is a mad scramble for sodium. Oh, it's no use, Shulabelle. Nobody has any sodium. They all get their supply on special order from New York City. Horror Party Beach does kind of combine two of the genres that were big at that time in B-movies, the horror picture and the beach picture. Joe Myers is a Connecticut film critic. It has sort of a legendary status in Connecticut because it was shot in Stamford. A local director named Del Tenney made the movie in two weeks for about $50,000. That's low budget even for the 60s. Tenney made two other movies in 1964. They were called The Curse of the Living Corpse and I Eat Your Skin. He was a little like Roger Corman, who cranked out super cheap B-movies in a matter of days or weeks, like The Little Shop of Horrors. That sort of homemade thing of horror movies was an element that grew to become very popular in the 1960s, and Horror at Party Beach was part of that. Tenney used locals in the cast and crew. He even brought in a real Stanford biker gang for a fight scene. But the monsters are the real stars. They've got big bug eyes. They're covered in scales made out of leather. They look like a cross between the creature from the Black Lagoon and a Muppet. Not a very convincing illusion. Even when you saw the Godzilla movies, you weren't quite as aware that there was a guy in there. With Horror Party Beach, you you were very aware that this was some kind of rubber suit and that some poor guy was probably sweating buckets inside of it, chasing after people. There were a few people who played the monster. 
One of them was Chuck Friedman, and he confirms Joe's suspicions about the suit. Yeah, it was it was very uncomfortable. Chuck was a 16-year-old horror movie buff in the summer of 1964. Watching horror movies on TV or going to matinees uh, and seeing, you know, like Tarantula and uh, terrifying movies about large spiders, pretty awful grade B movies from the 40s and maybe 50s. Chuck's mom got him a job as a gopher on the set. He went out and bought chocolate sauce from the grocery store to make fake blood. That was pretty common for black and white films like this. And then on the day they shot the scene where the monster comes out of the ocean to kill poor Tina. Once the costume was used in the ocean, the salt water sort of shrunk it up. And so Dell says, we need somebody smaller for the costume. And Chuck, you're going to be the monster. The suit was awkward and cumbersome, especially in water. And, and if, if you're unfortunate enough to watch the movie, I shouldn't say that. I love the movie. If you watch the movie and you see the few parts where the monsters are actually swimming, you'll see they're really sort of breaststroking. Chuck admits it didn't look scary. Neither particularly did the shots where the monster was actually attacking someone. Chuck wore gloves and stuck his fingers out of the monster's mouth to make tentacles. It wasn't horrifying unless you sort of rubber gloved somebody to death. But Chuck loved every minute of it. We were having such a good time. It it didn't really impact me as a kid that this thing was going to live on. It did strike me as ironic that for all my years of wanting to be afraid of horror movies that I was suddenly thrown into one and it was the least scary experience of my life. The movie was a minor financial success. You know, traditionally, you would only say you liked a movie if you thought it was, quote, good. Film critic Joe Myers says the horror of Party Beach was one of a wave of movies that challenged that notion. Audiences dug how it didn't take itself seriously. No one cared if the monster looked ridiculous or the dialogue was dumb. You laughed at it because it was so outrageous, so over the top, so different in many ways that it became funny. And I mean, not to get too highbrow, but I think it was 64 when Susan Sontag wrote an essay called Notes on Camp, where she really opened the door to enjoying films that were not good. They give you some joy. They give you some humor that you probably can't find in a regular mainstream high-quality film. Like the Rocky Horror Picture Show, one of the campiest movies of all time, and the longest-running theatrical release in history. Myers says Rocky Horror was inspired by movies like The Horror of Party Beach. The film earned its own notoriety when it was listed among the worst movies of all time in the 70s and 80s. The film's director, Del Tenney, wound up as head of Stanford's Hartman Theater. He directed world-class stage actors from New York City. And Chuck Friedman, the kid in the monster suit, moved out to Hawaii. He barely thought about the movie until it started to make lists of the worst movies ever made. The books came out on that, and voila, there I was. But then I did see it on that mystery science theater with the little robots. Mystery Science Theater 3000 was the hit 90s TV show where comedians playing robots watch bad movies and make fun of them. Horror of Party Beach is one of its most beloved episodes. Yeah, horror. Yeah, the horror at Party Beach is Cindy's cheese dip. And then came Chuck Friedman's invitation to speak at a school in his adopted state of Hawaii. At this part of my life, I'm vice president of an electric company. And somebody comes to me and says, their son is studying certain cool films at Punahou Prep School. One of the country's most elite prep schools. Former President Barack Obama is an alumnus. So I did go to Punahou 
told them all about the film and how it was made and how I got involved in and a little bit of philosophy about trying things that you've never tried before when you're younger because you never know. So be brave. And yeah, I got a standing ovation. The real life party beach is Stanford's West Beach. It's no Hawaii. There is still the pavilion where the teenagers in the film dance to the music of the Del Airs. And there's the cluster of rocks in the water where the monster kills poor Tina. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan, looking for weird and wild adventures on the road from New York to Boston. <laughs>